0: Welcome back, pod people, to another fabulous episode of Cinema Demore. I am your host, this is Lexi, and with me tonight, Chuck, and Justin is not with us tonight. He's had some prior stuff come up, so it's just me and Chuck tonight, and those are always fun episodes. We always have fun conversations. We are wrapping up Chuck's month with my choice and my choice was the film time code time Code come out in 99 or 2000
1: i think it said 99 when i looked it up
0: okay so this was a end of the time period there that whole start of the new millennium film this is a weird movie i saw this movie in the theater when it came out very minimal advertising for it I saw like a blip on the TV like five seconds for this thing like I didn't see a whole lot for it it was like this movie splits the screen into four different segments and that was basically its gimmick is that this movie has the screen split into four segments while you're watching it so there's four different things going on at the same time on the screen all done in real time and if I'm not mistaken there's Just a premise given to the actors, and they had to come up with, like, the whole entire thing on themselves. There's no script, there's no anything, and they just do this on the fly in one afternoon, essentially. And that's how this whole entire movie was shot, and I think there's no, like, edits, there's no cuts in the footage. Is that also correct? So it's all one giant continuous take from like essentially four different cameras all going at the same time following around the actors and doing everything in one giant go so it was a whole kind of unique artsy interesting different concept and it's done by the director of leaving las vegas it's a guy who has like directing chops under his belt so i mean it's not like it's a small time director doing it and i personally when i saw this in the theater it had been out for, I think, over a week at that point, so it wasn't even like it had just seen it when it first came out and what have you. And they were like, you're the first people to buy tickets to this movie. So, so it didn't do well, from what I could tell, and when I bought it on DVD, I bought it right when it came out, and I've never seen anybody like talk about it or buy it since, and it doesn't come up on anybody's lists, of anything, nobody really talks about it. And This was an opportunity when Chuck's like, real-time movies, I'm like, hey! I think we can talk about Time Code finally. So, this was my chance to finally talk about this movie. And I actually haven't seen this movie since I saw it in the theater. I bought the DVD because I was like, I just think it's a unique film. And I think it's a film to put in my collection. But it wasn't something I wanted to pick up necessarily and like watch again. How'd you like Time Code, Chuck?
1: (laughs) I mean, it is, like I said, it is the most real time film out of probably. Really out there. There's not, there's not a whole lot of other movies that had to have zero edits and just roll for 90 minutes. I, like I feel like the best way to describe this movie was infuriating because it has <laughs> it has an idea and it has all great actors and like you said, the guy that directed it. I mean, directed a a very widely acclaimed film that you know won. Nicolas Cage uh an Oscar for for his performance and just feels like there's no direction to this movie whatsoever it was a it was yeah I don't know it was I want to say this movie was it's not bad like it's not I've watched bad movies and this isn't a bad movie it's just it almost makes me mad at how it's not it's just not done the way that it should be done like it's it's got such a great idea and then just the execution is it's not... It's incredibly poor. Yeah, it's not really there. And...
0: It's its so badly done. Like, that's the thing is, like, there's a, this, there's a great concept here that is not being properly used. I found on this watch this time, are you familiar with any of Adult Swim's live-action content? Yeah. This felt like an Adult Swim it, sketch, did yeah, it not? Yeah, it
1: felt like it 100% could be... Um, it was making me think of the ones they would do uh um, <laughs> too many cooks they did the the too many cooks <laughs> or the one where it was like uh the guys that are playing the video game and then it goes out to the guy that's you know doing a playthrough and then it goes to like the playthrough of people yeah. playing game or playthrough and it just is like an endless loop, yeah, maybe I thought of things like that when I was watching this, and
0: I was like, it's like I almost feel like if you were gonna redo this, I'd hand it to like Tim and Eric. And they could take this and, like, do better with the concept. Because I think its problem is it's it's really funny when it starts. And you're like, this is, like, I, I why did I hate this movie? In the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, I was like, it's so funny. It's so stupid and weird. And then it like, tries to be serious. And you're yeah. like, why do you try to be serious all of a sudden when, like, we just had this absolutely absurd security guard the, character?
1: The movie, yeah. The, the movie, like, can't be serious when you're just missing whole chunks of scenes because they didn't turn the volume on for that scene because they're like oh that's not an important scene i'm like but then when they go back to those characters i'm like well but why do i care what this guy's saying i haven't i've i've missed whatever the last 10 minutes of dialogue was between these characters and and yeah i agree the i don't know why yeah they they put such weird characters like uh yeah Danny Houston the as the security guard Julian Sands as the the guy from the uh, spa that comes in and is just, like, rubbing people's hair while they're while they're talking, which, like, it was making, like, people want to break constantly in that scene. Like, they all wanted to, you could tell, like, Stellan Skarsgård and other people, like, just wanted to bust out laughing at, like, watching that one guy get his head massaged for, like, ten minutes by Julian Sands while he's trying to talk about a time travel show or something like that and it's like yeah like if they would just lean into things like that just or like the the one the guy that's the director who is the one brother from do the right thing is like kind yeah. of funny because he's like he's goofy and weird and they're like everyone's like I think I think Ruben's on drugs again and he's just like he walks up and he's like they, they think I'm <laughs> on drugs man and he's like you are on drugs you're always on drugs like there's it, yeah the tone doesn't make sense to have these weird strange characters Right up alongside, like uh, the—I don't know—this this, this very serious supposed to be like breakup between Stellan Skarsgård and his wife or something like that—that's supposed to be going on in the background. Right. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't take those guys seriously because they're having a fight. But then on camera A, Julian Sands is like rubbing this lady's feet in the middle of a pitch meeting, and it looks so weird. And then on the other camera danny houston's like passing out drugs to everyone that walks by like i'm like i can't (laughs) i can't take that seriously when i'm watching this other stuff at the same time and
0: then like one camera continuously at all time is the gene triple horn's face the the, the limo yeah who's just like listening in on everything that's going on i was gonna
1: mention that that's also i think a problem of this film is that uh, again it's 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 execution if yeah if you were to remake this movie Make it like I'm fine with doing four cameras, but make the four cameras be in four different like distinct locations of, you know, this this movie is supposed to be all about these people in Hollywood making a movie. We'll have like, you can have like the Richard Edson character, or the director, on set, and he's doing his weird stuff, and then you can have the Stellan Skarsgård stuff at the office where they're all trying to like. You know, everyone can be like, "Oh man, Jerry! He... I think he's on drugs again." Like, I think we should send someone over there. Like, that's fine, but when all the cameras are just within a one, like, block radius, and that one camera does nothing but yeah, just sit and watch her. I'm like, you're you're almost kind of cheating your own concept that oh, four unique cameras. It's like, yeah, but that one camera never changes. It's just her face for the entire film. It's just close-ups of her, right. her pacing around the car. It's not until literally the very end, the final five minutes that she gets out of the car and does something at all that ch- anything remotely happens. And and then the other, it's almost like they cheated with the other camera, the, the one that's on, like, the top right next to it, which is the one that starts off with uh, the, the wife heard her therapist the office office and the more therapist that, the that, like and the, the audio was mixed so low that I couldn't make out anything they were saying even in that. Yeah. Even when they were the only thing on the screen, like all I could hear was like, and then I had a dream and he was talking and I was, and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like what? And then yeah, just follow, it follows her around and then it follows Leslie Mann stealing books or something for yeah. part of the runtime, Like that makes that just does nothing. So at that point I'm like, you could just eliminate two of these cameras entirely and maybe try to do a split screen movie and that would bring the focus a little bit more into you know like tighten it up a little bit because those two cameras just did nothing for the entire film pretty much they were focused on all the wrong things
0: and there's also this really interesting thing where you see that the bigger name actors like Selma Hayek and they really seem to struggle with Freeform.
1: Oh yeah, there was there was a lot of people that you could tell yeah do not do improv like at all.
0: But then like those people that were like all the the crew in the office and all of them they were killing. Yeah, they, they were the fine. I like you know what I, I mean. I, they were hysterical, yeah. and so it's like you could tell clearly like had a background in this kind of like comedy stuff, and they were able to freeform so well. Yeah, and so when you're focusing on them, they're really carrying the film. And so you're really interested in that side of it. And if, if this had been a comedy, and it had been focused on this like production company who's trying to get this film underway, and the directors on drugs, and there's all this kind of like
1: stuff, yeah, almost like Spinal Tap, like like yeah, where it's like it's yeah, like, just it could like have a been mock- a really funny movie of, of that type. And, of yeah, thing.
0: and they, they're just like a production crew is trying to film it, and like they're following them around with like a, a production crew, and like almost like The Office kind of thing, like yeah, just like a short form like that. Could have been a much stronger film, but where you were so focused on it's about a lesbian couple who is cheating on her lesbian lover with a man. And it, it's like I can tell that that's because the guy who's doing Leaving Las Vegas is like trying to be edgy. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not. Like <laughs> you're completely failing with what you're trying to do. And oh my God, is the music in this movie bad? Just it's, some of the worst fucking making music me think I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like bad '90s, like Cinemax, like made yes. for TV movies. Red Shoe yeah, Diaries. <laughs> it was, that was weird. And then that was, again, that was another weird thing where sometimes the, sometimes the music would mix so loud that just all of the dialogue was gone from the scenes. And then at the that point, was I'm just like, so loud. I was like, well, now what am I it, even watching? Because I'm just watching four screens with weird stuff happening, and I can't hear any of it. I have no clue what's happening on anything
0: that part when the music just dominates and it's that weird song and it's like four different people walking down the street and you're like Whoa, i don't even i understand like it's a free form there's no script but it's really poorly structured like it doesn't really that was the other
1: thing i think too yeah if you were to (laughs) if you were to do this like maybe write some scenarios and then let them work off but it literally does feel like Like, they 100% just went in the office set and, like, the director was just like, yeah, so, like, you're making a movie, so just, you know, just just movie-type dialogue. And I'm like, which is weird because I think he's listed and I think there's a co-writer listed. I'm like, there's two writers listed on this movie that has not a real story at all to it. I'm like, how are there two people credited to this film that does not remotely have a story? But, yeah, that's, like because I know there's a lot of, like, there's there's shows and movies that do a lot of improv stuff. Right. Uh, like, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm does a lot of, like, th- those episodes are a lot of improv. But, like, they walk in and say, like, hey, we need you to get from point A to point B. Like, we don't care how you get there. You can, you know, you can do what you want in the scene, you know, make jokes, do what you want. But, like, we need to get to this point. And it doesn't feel like they ever had, like, hey get to this point other than the thing that I read that I I did like a little reading about the movie was that they they said the director and this kind of sounds like the only real writing on it was he made charts for everyone because I guess he did have it kind of planned ahead for where he wanted the characters to be so he gave them notes basically saying like hey like in this scene you're not you know you're not on camera in this scene basically like the camera is going to uh-huh. the focus is going to be on Salma Hayek who's in the other room the camera's not on you so you can kind of just you know just fill in don't you don't really have to do anything important and so I guess they all they all more or less knew that they knew when their scene was happening and they they had that kind of structured out they said they actually had it this is a again one of the strangest things I've ever heard they said they were given it i guess to go with the music that was playing they were given like sheet music that would show like like and now you know the crescendo here that's your part that's where the camera is going to be looking at you so now you have to fill in like it's so it's so bizarre how they yeah did this but yeah i can that's like i said that's where infuriating and and just kind of like mad is like the the emotion i left that movie with of just seeing all the things that I'm like, individual little pieces are funny and interesting here and there, but then it just feels like too much of it's surrounded by just filler. Yeah, like I said, make it a make it a comedy, and you can yeah, you can have one of the screens be. A guy that's like driving, you know, uh, maybe he's driving one of the actors around and they're getting lost and they can't figure out how to get the set or something like that. And you can just, it just you can just felt have that. Like
0: something out of Adult Swim yeah. because the thing with Adult Swim content is, is that it's comedy, but it's like metaphysical yeah. kind of like it's high It's like comedy like, but
1: nothing's really funny it's just the situations really right. bizarre
0: and it's all parody in some form or another yeah. so to watch this be something pre adult swim this is like you made something that looks like it's for adult swim before adult swim so it's not for adult swim so it's not supposed to be funny so it's supposed to be serious so then, it just feels weird and uncomfortable, and so that's the end result because Adult Swim is essentially just weird and uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And if you're not trying to be weird and adult, if you're not trying to be Adult Swim, then you're just weird and uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, like I said, something like like I would 100% go into like yeah that Spinal Tap kind of like I I love Christopher Guest movies. or I always enjoy those. But like if I I. I can just picture like watching one of his movies on four screens with it all happening at the same time of all these characters just being, just being odd and bizarre. And yeah, you. That that was the other thing. I I think some of like maybe Salma Hayek was there, as like uh they told somebody like you need a you need a big name in the cast like someone that's you know big right now because this would have been right you know after she was doing stuff like from dusk till dawn and you know popping up and. Uh, Robert she was Rodriguez's huge at this time. Movies. This is like '99. Yeah, it sort like, of been dogma, like yeah. a year after that or something. So she was like, she was big, and if you can tell, she's just there just because of her name, and that uh, again, maybe it might also be because English isn't her first language. That it just doing that type of work just clearly wasn't there. But yeah, some people like you could tell got it immediately. Like I said, I I, I was texting Justin. Uh, the other day that I said, because uh, I think he he texted something about about Julian Sands in this movie when he started watching it. I was like I was like he's everything he's in in this movie. Like every time he's on screen, I'm just I'm just laughing at like the weirdness. And then he does he does even like the weird thing later where he does like a a line reading with with Salma Hayek, and it's so weird how he comes in just from like listening to people doing this all day that he just has all the dialogue memorized for this, for this random scene. Like she kind of starts reading the script and he just walks in and, and is like, are, are you the daughter? And he just starts acting for no reason whatsoever. And I'm like, it's right. like, such a great moment.
0: Well, and then you think this movie is done. Like you think it's going to be over yeah. and it's finished. And then the part where <laughs> the girl shows up with the guy who's got the keyboard that happens. Took a complete
1: left turn yeah I was
0: and the whole second part of the film essentially starts that, that and you're like me. i thought this movie was yeah. done and now we have this and you're like that's when you're like guess what adult swims back in the house you're like holy shit yeah, like they do their
1: russian rap about trotsky and how
0: does it go so hard off the rails again It's like, you think it's like kind of off the rails a little bit when it starts, but then it's like, okay, but it's going to be a serious drama now all of a sudden. And then it starts playing all this weird fucking jazz music and like (laughs) gets all serious. And then you think it's going to like start ending. And then this fucking guy shows up, this white guy shows up who's a rapper apparently with this like hot goth chick. And like, they start doing this absolutely bizarre Russian, whatever music and you're like that part
1: was weird too I don't understand because uh, again like you're saying the rest of this felt like Adult Swim type stuff that specific scene when he shows up felt like an SNL character or something like that like he he yeah yeah there that was the weird thing is like their their comedy didn't even match like what the rest of it was going for like he seems like a character that would be like the like the pitch guy that's like hey like don't you like my songs and all his pop songs are weird and they're about you know russian imperialism yeah. or something like that yeah. and they'd be like yeah i don't know buddy i don't think that's what a pop song is and he's like oh, yeah guys I, I i tested it with people and they said it was they said they liked it like it's it, yeah those two just come out of nowhere i started to kind of wonder at that point because i was like where's kyle mclaughlin i was promised kyle mclaughlin in this film in the credits because he doesn't he shows up with the twin him peaks guy right yeah. Because he's the, he's the, he just comes out of
0: left fucking field, too. And that's like, cause like, I watched this with Rachel, and Rachel's like, and then the guy from Twin Peaks just shows up, and I'm like, well, (laughs) well, well, they'll love that on the show, cause I'm like, it's just more of an excuse to talk about Twin Peaks, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm just like, he's just there. He literally is just there. He just shows up in a bookstore.
1: Yeah. Out of the blue.
0: And you're like, talking to the ex-wife there's no rhyme or reason for it it's like, oh hey, what's up and it's like okay and then he's like, I got this guy and he just shows up with this Russian fucking musician <laughs> guy and this it all just goes weird and you're like I don't understand anything that's going on anymore I don't understand how we ever got to this point yeah
1: and then it tries to get like the that's that's when the movie tries to get as meta as it can by having... Her talk about making a movie that is time code. She talks about, she talks about making a movie with four different screens playing at the same time and four uncut cameras. But then her is like a weird. Oh, sci-fi. I didn't even catch that. It's because it's,
0: she was using such a yeah, weird accent. I couldn't understand. It's buried in there. That's what the she's time. talking
1: about. She's talking about making, making time code, but it being like a sci-fi God. movie where one screen will be a guy and then the other screen is like his future self and then eventually they'll interact and it's like, and she she goes on that but then yeah, Stellan Skarsgård has yeah, again the more meta moment of saying like that's the most pretentious piece of crap I've ever heard no one will no one's going to want to watch a movie like that and it's like so it's like ultimately I guess like it's like the director's coming all the way back around to say like yeah I don't know my movie's a pretentious piece of crap and I don't expect people to go watch it or something like that and then I'm just like. Well, they
0: certainly fucking didn't, because uh, I was the only yeah. person who bought a ticket in the fucking theater. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean I, and I made my friend go. My friend never even fucking heard of it, and he was like, "I don't I know." What you're making you, me I would tell you, I had
1: never heard of this movie until I I heard about it before you mentioned it, only because I was looking up other, like, I was trying to see what other movies were real time, and uh, Justin's movie popped up, my movie, like all all three of these movies that we've covered this month all popped up, and that's why I was like, "Well." everybody else agrees that these are real time movies so we can you know they fit into the the category but that was that was the first time i'd ever even heard of this movie and like that's that was another thing like justin texted me he's like it's like holy shit there's so many people i know in this movie like and i was like yeah exactly like how have you never heard of this movie with like all of these people being everyone it. like it's, it's everyone like it, it got... the whole
0: entire cast of this movie there is nobody in this movie you don't yeah. know in some form even the small every single person you know from some. all of them they're they're all television secondary characters. Yeah. They're all background players and something. I was like the the fucking one guy, the um the got the boss with the beard. I was like, "God, yeah. I can't place him, but he's, he's in some in show where he plays a he plays a husband yeah. who's like a loser, and I can't fucking place it." And I was like he always wears a blue shirt and he's always like a loser in the background. And I was like, "And I know pretty recently, wasn't he um on um Last of Us?" Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, wasn't he I, the one who ran the cult?
1: I think he might be, or he was at least like was one killed. of the, I think he was one of the guys on there at least, but yeah, I can, I, it, yeah, it is like every single person, every single person, like I was know. like,
0: there is no small person in this movie, like none, everybody goes on to like major careers in television and film, uh, Yeah, in some form, in like the background. And I was like, how incredible is that? Like, there is nobody in this movie who's not small. But the thing that gets me is that, like, the bigger name, like I said, the bigger name people, like, they really give, like, their weakest performances yeah. in this movie. Um, who's the Who's the guy who plays Alex? That's all I can think of his name as. Yeah, He's the Skarsgård. His performance in this movie is awful. It's, like, the way, way he weird, delivers yeah. lines and stuff, it's so bad. He's like, I, he gives, like, the the weirdest, most stilted performance I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, bud? he delivers lines in this most bizarre way. Let's go down to here and do this. So you're just like, all right. (laughs) Like, it's like, I was making fun of his like performance the whole time. Like when he's talking to the wife in the office before he has his drink, the way he's talking to her and the way he's delivering his lines is like, whoa, like this is bad. And I was like, I know this actor and I've seen him give like Academy Award level performances. Oh, yeah. I know he's a phenomenal actor, and I was like, I don't know what's going on here because I know you're better than this, but sure, like, let's watch you drop the ball. Yeah, there's. But Selma Hayek is also a credible actor too, and she was terrible yeah. in this as well. and well.
1: he's, he's another one because he's he's Swedish, so again, I don't think that English is necessarily his first language. Uh, he doesn't. He like he, he's very good at like hiding his accent, but. He's from Sweden originally, so it's, like, another one where, I don't know, I think that's, an, that's just one of those barriers of, uh, you know, everyone thinks in, like, whatever your native language is, and then you you translate, and you can get good and fluent at translating things, but it's still, I feel like there's always just still that step right. between, you know, this guy said this to you in this scene, that, like, your brain's processing, like, what he said then you're turning it into like your native language thinking about it and then you're spitting it back out like yeah a lot of hers hers are like weird where like her uh she has that interaction with the director where he's like he comes up to her and he's like telling her like oh you're you're actually the perfect actress i've always wanted in my movie and then and she just keeps like repeating the same line over and over again she's like She's like, "Yeah, you did, yeah. yo grandpa." And he's like, "Yeah, it's on my hat," like. And she's like, she's like <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, yo grandpa." And he's like, "Yeah." And then she's like, "Yeah, Mex- like, in Mex the like, in Mexico, they like, "Yo grandpa." That. And I was just like, "Yeah, it's again, leading it, leaning into the comedy of this is the director of Yo Grandpa and his current movie is uh right. like what Louisiana bitch or something like that is like the name of the movie yeah. and it's like it's like again, you're you're you lean into the comedy but then you turn away from it at very awkward points and then we get to we've talked about most of the other movie but then the end of the movie is uh, you know the the girlfriend of Salma Hayek comes in with a gun which I started to I didn't think that's where this movie was going until maybe a good three quarters of the way through and like she keeps like pacing more and more and like then she starts like kind of like walking into the building but she doesn't she's like smoking in the building and the security guards like telling her how she has to leave and i was like i was like is she is she gonna have a gun in her car like is that i I started to get more and more of that sense that this is where it was going was that she was gonna again whether she actually shot someone or if it's like she just waved it around or something but i i I just kept being like i think she has a gun
0: (laughs) well and then while all of this is going on the the wife has walked off with, with Leslie a Man, yeah who just did a trial for the film and is just walking home I was so
1: lost on that at that point in the movie too I didn't know what they was going on they just walk home
0: together and go back to her house and do a line of coke and then and they're hanging out which by the way so much cocaine in this movie uh, yeah, like, every, everybody's doing everybody's cocaine. cocaine like Everybody's doing okay. And then, like, yeah, they just go to her house and, like, get all lesbian again. Because this movie is, like, lesbians. Yeah, that's, that's but, a like, thing, really right? awkward like, lesbian yeah. stuff. Like-
1: <laughs> and then, like, uh, I think, like, Leslie Mann's husband comes home or something, and then it's just very awkward. Yeah. So she just kind of awkwardly gets up and leaves. But the, they never even play the audio for most of that scene. So it's, like, there's not even, like, a yeah. confrontation, really. She just awkwardly kind of goes. And then...
0: And they don't even have sex. They just kind of, like, kind gently of touch each other yeah. and then lay on the couch. The, the husband shows up. She's like, ugh, and then walks out of the <laughs> house. And then he's shot by the other lover, and that whole thing happens and then they have a phone conversation. But we have to watch her, like, sitting up in the corner doing all this stuff with no audio. Yeah. So, like, everything that goes on in that corner, completely unnecessary eye footage to watch. It's yeah. like, I don't need to focus on this screen whatsoever, because everything that's going on is in these three screens, completely. So why even have it? Like, if you're gonna do it, at least, like, you know, how's something go on with that character? That character had nothing to bring to the film. No. The wife offered absolutely nothing to the movie
1: yeah there was uh it's such a weird the other thing that i'm gonna bring up that i hated was the stupid earthquakes that kept happening that had absolutely nothing nothing i think they the only thing i could think was that they were using those as some sort of sync up point to just make sure everything was like in line like I I assume that maybe they they had that listed on uh, again with the the sheets they gave everyone that said you know you need to your scene wraps up here and then we're moving on to you know you're going to this room for this scene and that they use the earthquakes as kind of like points of hey this person needs to be in this point by this earthquake, this person needs to be in this exact spot when this earthquake happens. That's the only thing I could think that those served was more just a a guide for the director to use, as you know. Hey, we we have a we have an earthquake scheduled at 35 minutes into the movie, so like everybody needs to be at the, at these marks, like just to keep them from. Going over the time that they had to get the whole story completed, I know they said they ran through this fifteen times. They said they did fifteen walkthroughs of this, and the sixteenth one was the one that they filmed. So, like I said, that's the only thing I could think that they were using those for was just some sort of sync up point.
0: There's like over fifteen cuts of this movie because the DVD has.
1: They they said that as like the the first one, yeah. So it's like you can. You can watch and see like where the difference was, which I think the only, the only thing they said was different was one of the characters in the office was played by uh, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne instead of whoever played her. Like that was the only. Oh, that would have That been was good. the only like major like difference. I'm assuming maybe like it was a scheduling thing that she had to drop out or something. But uh, yeah, there's. This this is.
0: I can't bring myself to go back and watch other to versions watch another of it, cut of that, like...
1: that that maybe maybe even like less polished and less, even more yeah. just raw people walking around and mumbling at nothing.
0: Because I thought about it and then I was like, ah, I can't bring myself to. This do it. Like, is no. yeah. This
1: is definitely an example of just something that could be done properly, and I would love to see someone try something like this. And do it correctly, because it is a great idea. That that concept is solid to say, especially again, like using uh, using Hollywood as your setting. You know, because that's always the thing about like, oh, Hollywood's fast paced. You know, you gotta be you gotta be ready to to show up on set, and you gotta be ready to you know hit your mark at any moment. Yeah, you know, so, so, so doing a real time thing like that with that concept on paper sounds like oh that that'd be fantastic and i just don't know uh, again i don't know what if they just weren't ambitious enough to think about things like that
0: like i watched this movie in the theater and i remember i was like about halfway into the the movie and i just completely stopped paying attention to the film itself but i remember being so enamored with the concept that I was like sitting there the whole time watching it, and I was coming up with my own ideas while I was watching it. I was like, I could see this working really well, I could see this working really well, and I was like, I think this concept's great, I just don't think this is what you do with it. Like, I don't think you make a drama that splits the screen into four parts. I don't think you can't, and I think that in the right hands and in the right person, that you can do it if you want my honest opinion i know we talk about a lot i think david fincher could take this concept and run with it all day splitting the screen into four segments and like doing something in a drama but like i feel like you need to give it to somebody who's a really fucking competent director who could probably like take it and figure out how to work the mechanic and make it function with a drama Otherwise, if you're going to give this concept to lesser directors, horror, comedy, I think those are the two directions that you go with. Horror is really easy to work this concept with all day. And my, like, obviously Unfriended is a good example of this concept, uh, working all day in horror. Because Unfriended is four screens, same fucking thing, but, like, it works really well. I had an idea when I watched this movie. My idea for a film that I'd love to see is, you saw saw Aliens, obviously, the second one. Remember the scene when they go in and they all have their head cams on yeah, and yeah, they have yeah, yeah. I'd love to see a film that splits the screen into like four segments specifically and you're focused on four marines that have to go in and it's their head cams yeah, right that would be interesting. And like let's say like one of the marines gets kidnapped and pulled away and then like his camera comes back on and he's like been cocooned right and like so now you're like watching him getting cocooned by the alien and then like another one's like over here and he like gets fucked up and dragged off and like you can see like him getting taken off or like his camera just straight goes out but then his camera comes back on periodically and so then you're only left with like two marines and you gotta follow them until like there's only one marine left right i think that's a much better concept to use the four screen split and it would be a much more impactful film to do something like that than say this which once again goes back to the horror sci-fi concept working much better with this than say it all goes back to I think it works better with trying to figure out how to do some sort of uh, found footage kind of I think would work a little bit better or shoot it like The Office or something like that and like that kind of comedy because like we've said like this worked really really well as like adult swim sketches and that kind of stuff too many cooks is excellent and that's another example of four screen kind of things where it's like four cameras in a house filming different segments of the house and that works really well too so there's a lot of ways to do this i just think this is probably the poorest example of how to possibly go about this
1: yeah, I don't know. And why would this
0: director want this? Like, after he made Leaving Las Vegas, why would this be what he wants?
1: That's well, that's the, you can do whatever you want. That's a weird thing. I mean, I looked up his his credits because the name like vaguely sound familiar, sounded familiar, and I saw he did Leaving Las Vegas. So I was like, oh, okay, but then like I looked through the rest of his movies, and I don't know of like anything else. That he's done like nothing was really standing out, other than he did the movie Cold Creek Manor, which is like
0: okay, I know that one. It's a big one. I
1: Vaguely remember that movie coming out, and like I watched it. I I think I probably rented it from Hollywood Video before I worked there, and being like remember the ads for that? Oh yeah, it was like like it was it's it's an okay movie. Like it's nothing it's nothing insanely good, but it's like a fine like kind of haunted house type movie, you know, something like that, but I was looking at the rest of his credits and I was like, yeah, what the this guy went from directing like a huge movie and then he directed kind of a bunch of weird stuff he directed this and then he directed, you know, that movie that I'm aware of and then he's kind of just hasn't really done too much else, so I'm like, I don't know if he's always just wanted to be more of an experimental art type guy and just doesn't always get the chance well, I to do that. Well, I certainly wouldn't
0: let him do a whole lot after this. Like, would you give him much after this? Like, I, g- I gave him, him Sylvan Hayek, and this is what he gives me. Like, <laughs> I don't think so, but, like, I'm sorry. And you know me, I'm pretty open to, like, letting people experiment yeah. and do some shit. You experiment, and that's what you come back with. I'm like, guy, come, come on, buddy. <laughs> what is this? Like, you gotta be kidding me here. Alright, sure. Yeah,
1: all of his most of his movies are like most of his credits are kind of weird experimental stuff that's that's uh kind of off the wall like I'm reading some of the some of the other stuff that he's done that's like he directed a he directed a movie or a a segment of a movie that's a compilation of films dealing with music and it was made by directors all around the world and he has uh <laughs> okay. he also had a movie about the gumball rally like okay. he did like so he does all weird right. stuff so that's why I almost I almost think like it's almost more like something like leaving las vegas was a very anomalous thing in his life that maybe he just kind of lucked into it more than anything else than
0: I mean leaving las vegas is a very artsy yeah thing. But, I mean, I guess, like, compared to what he's doing here, it's not, like, it's not, like, that artsy in comparison. I'm actually, like... I mean, it's about drug addicts. I'm so. going to
1: say I'm very interested to see, I was, again, like, kind of looking at his credits, and I don't know if, like, he made this... His, his very next movie after uh, Time Code is a movie called Hotel that according to wikipedia is a british italian comedy horror thriller that also stars half the cast from this film in it it has julian sands salma hayek what the fuck saffron burroughs danny houston he used most of the cast from from this movie in this next movie that's again described it's got john malkovich in it lucy Lou, david schwimmer Burt Reynolds. What the fuck? Uh, it's got like Mark Strong. It's got like everybody in it, and the descriptions are just like, it's it's not. This is not a horror movie, a behind the scenes movie, a sexual intrigue, or a travelogue, but all four at once, elbowing one another for screen time. So I'm like, I guess maybe he is just weird like that. Like he, he makes strange <laughs> just like movies. That. Just... I actually want to watch. I, th- I think I'm gonna. I'm going to have to look this movie up, though, and see what it is. Because, again, the, a British-Italian comedy horror thriller with this cast sounds oh very God. interesting to watch. Like, maybe I'll like that yeah. more. I, uh, yeah.
0: At least if it has a script, it can't be any worse. Yeah.
1: Like I said, that's... I,
0: th- I think having a script is really one of the weak points of this film. Like, not having a script was, like, really one of its problems. Yeah. Genuinely, that,
1: that I I think is still the yeah. There's too much, too much. They didn't, uh, yeah. It just just that they gave people, you know, here's a situation, uh, figure it out, kind of. And uh, yeah, you could just you could just tell it does not. Not everyone can do that on command, and I and I don't know if like maybe some of these people didn't know that before signing on to this movie, or maybe it was just something in their right. contract, because yeah, I, I just can't see uh, or or again, was it the thrill of being told, like, oh, it's the guy that did Leaving Las Vegas <laughs> like, he, he got Nicolas Cage an Oscar like, Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Cage is a oh, weird and could crazy you imagine? Guy. like, so you know, maybe... You're
0: told, like, that guy's doing an experimental film, and you're being asked to, like, go work on it? Absolutely I'd yeah. be like, hell oh, fucking, yeah, I'd go work on it in a second, and it's just like... And you know the shoot wouldn't take that long. Uh, yeah. Because they'd probably tell you the shoot's going to take, like, what, like a day? Pretty much. So it's like, yeah. okay, fuck yeah. Like, I would be, like, all on board. I'd, I'd do it in a second. Yeah, so it's- And then when the movie came out, I'd be looking at my agent going, don't you ever fucking slide <laughs> <laughs> me up for that shit again. Like, Jesus Christ. Because this did not help anybody's career. What, am I the first person you know who's seen
1: this movie? I mean, again, yeah, like I said, I've, I've Gen- totally genuinely never like- heard it before. <laughs> before looking. I don't know anybody who
0: saw this movie and like I said I I was the first person to buy a ticket to it in the theater when I saw it and like I made my friend go see it so like me and my friend are the only two people I've ever Mm -hmm. known who have ever seen this movie and in my entire life I've asked people and nobody's ever seen it so like I thought maybe you guys might have and even you guys hadn't seen it. I don't know anybody who's seen this movie. I genuinely don't
1: know anybody personally who has
0: seen this it movie. It
1: was I would say definitely uh, I feel like buried by the studio. I don't know if they just I, that that almost is where I felt like they just don't even want people to to know that it exists. Are you
0: looking at it right now cuz I see you I was, looking at it. Do you know the
1: budget? Uh, I don't even think it has that listed I was even trying to see I I rented it on Amazon Prime but I can't even find a listing for it even being for sale like I think it's probably out of print like you probably can't even buy it new anywhere.
0: I have a DVD of it, and I bought it, like, when it came out, and I worked at Suncoast. So, like, I was working at a Suncoast when it dropped on DVD, and I just yeah, grabbed it it That's as what I was thinking, out.
1: too, is, like, it's, it's not even a movie I can remember seeing in a video store, or, like, me, and, me I never Justin saw it in a video store. A video I store only saw I, it for
0: sale at yeah, Suncoast. I don't remember ever That's the only time I ever saw and our Suncoast had one copy Specifically one We only got one copy of it in And I bought it Immediately Like I took it and I put it in the back of the store And I said I need this They,
1: they, list, uh, they list the budget of this movie as 4 million dollars And it made 1.4 million back So yeah
0: That's harsh yeah in the 90s too because that's not a terrible budget yeah. so if they could have like gotten that money back at least they could have said like at least it broke even or something they didn't even i
1: doubt it. it made its money back from from dvd sales again because they doesn't oh sound my like god they, no I, th- I think they this sounds like the production company cut their losses on it and pretty much dropped it and don't want to ever think about it again <laughs> like you said i don't remember seeing it for rent because I don't remember seeing it in video stores either. Like I remember, like, I i mean, I worked at Hollywood Video long enough <laughs> that I almost could kind of tell you, like, you could kind of walk in and say, like, hey, do you have this movie, and I could tell you with almost 99% certainty, like, yes or no, do we even have that movie somewhere in the store? Because I would just walk up and down, and I would see every single movie on the shelf, and that's that's, like, one I can never ever remotely remembering once laying eyes on ever
0: i mean like i have the case for it and it's one of the most like uninteresting cases you'll ever see too.
1: description on amazon even the even the amazon listing is super lazy they copied the text from the dvd it literally says if you go on prime video to rent this movie it says now on dvd the exciting movie and i'm like that's like the text from the dvd when that's it got so released in funny. 2000 like what
0: like that's they're amazing. even lazy with that
1: they don't even but they didn't even bother like writing up a new description for it they literally somebody flipped the dvd over and was like new on dvd that's what i'm writing for the description on.
0: remember that this movie came out right at that pinnacle of they're still making put up putting stuff on vhs and dvd yeah they'd never put this on yeah, VHS. This is not worth their they time on only put it on VHS. DVD. <laughs> so like that says something too, like because in the rental market, they made sure that they always like put yeah. stuff out on VHS for rental and they didn't even make rentals of this. So this fucker was like, Hey, you want to watch this? Go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that despite all of its shortcomings, do think this movie deserves a criterion
1: it would be I,
0: I think it's a discussion i would
1: be interested in seeing if they released make them release a box set with all all 16 run throughs the of film. them then you can then yes. the nerds can sit there and look at every single one and see like oh in in version 5 he does this and that was actually better which which kind of almost also does come back to another thing that I thought about while watching this movie, which is, you know, this is, like, the ultimate real-time movie in that there's not cut, but sometimes cuts are great even in a real-time movie because, uh, yeah, again, there's... I'm sure there was takes where, you know, maybe the one guy delivered a line that was, like, really funny, but on the 16th time he, like, forgot about it or, or, you know, the timing was just off because they they did something, and it's like, yeah, every once in a while having edits... Yeah, this again this felt more like doing something just because you can which isn't always great like it, i I think that's probably how it was pitched to some people too is hey like these new video cameras you can record for 90 minutes straight without like without stopping like you don't you can just record right. and, like that's unheard of some at some points like with this movie film cameras. looks like yeah, it shit doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't look great. It looks terrible. Even in the
0: because it's all done on like early yeah, DVD again. The HD, like you just said, I,
1: it had me pick between standard definition and HD, and I picked HD, and I'm like, good god, I can't imagine what the standard definition one looked like because this doesn't look. Oh, the, look the great. DVD looked terrible. So it's
0: it, like it looked like back in the day when you would pirate like a like a an (laughs) avi file and it looked like all broken up and stuff i was like jesus christ i'm like this was like a brand and this was like not a you know a a shitty dvd this was like an early dvd where they put like effort into like the quality of it yeah Yeah, it was still bad
1: there's uh, yeah this is again a case of just because it's something that you can do doesn't necessarily mean like uh, just small things like that like if this movie ran the exact same but they had an editor that edited things here and there or the that's almost what i thought when the first earthquake thing happens i thought like oh are they gonna like hide cuts because that's that's like a classic like hide cuts with the camera shaking a lot but i'm I'm watching i'm like no they're definitely not cutting like it's still the same footage it's it's not cutting (laughs) anything so yeah because that's what i thought at first that those had to be i was like oh the the earthquakes have got to be to hide cuts or something like that that they're secretly making, and I'm I'm watching I'm like well no they're they're definitely not cutting things this is definitely just a solid 90 minutes going but yeah with a little more with a little more thought behind this I yeah I think this movie could have been uh, this would be one of those movies that you'd hear people talking about years later and be like oh yeah this super crazy experimental movie it has it has four cameras running at the same time but it, the execution just killed it to the point that now if you were to tell it's you're like this is a crazy movie it's got four cameras and people would be like that sounds cool be like I mean it is but I'm not specifically <laughs> going to tell you I wouldn't necessarily well, recommend to go watch it and don't, don't, don't come out of it expecting right. to think like that that was the coolest movie you've ever seen you're going to be like Oh, I mean, that was but a cool I, idea. I told you
0: guys going into this, like, I, I said to you, I said, I think the concept's excellent, but I think you guys are going to be really disappointed in the actual, mm. like, film that you get. And that was, like, what's really sad. Why do you think, though, outside of the quality of the film itself, why do you think that there's not more of a cult following with this? Like, why why does The Room have what it does, but this doesn't have more of, like, a obscure film following? you think because it is kind of unique yeah. and interesting
1: yeah, i mean it's yeah because it is it's i've never seen another movie like it so i think it is just part of it is the availability i think that's killed it like they, there's i mean is you your movie could be you know kind of well known and you know could be like an old experimental thing but if no one can really get their hands on it that readily available that you can't yeah. just go like, you can't just Google time code DVD and it just pop up and be like, yeah, here it is for $5. Like, people don't want to put the extra effort in or something like that. So it's, that's happened with, I feel like it's happened with a lot of movies. And that's, that's just one of those, you know, lost media type things of, like, if they take it off of Amazon Prime, because I think that was the only place that it was even listed as, a, like, a watch option when I looked it up. I'm sure it's on some website for free, or I think Justin said he found it on Vimeo. It was probably like uploaded from like Germany or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, it's technically out there, but if they take it off of, you know, Amazon Prime, the movie will almost just cease to exist because if I Google it and it says, you know, everyone's always going to take the the, F, the least effort which is you click that button that says, like, ways to watch, and if it says none, you just go, oh, I guess that movie's not worth my time, and you're just not even going to remotely try to look into that movie any further. I know, I mean, I've probably had it happen to me with stuff where it's like, oh, that movie sounds cool, like, and right. I look it up, and then it's like, yeah, I mean, if you can find it to watch, and then I'm just like, well, I guess I'm just not going to care about that movie for the rest of my life and pretty much just put it out of my mind.
0: Because I don't think it's a good film, but I think it's a film that deserves conversation. And I feel like it's weird that more people don't talk about it because it's interesting to see a film, like you said, with absolutely no cuts done in real time and done in this way and done by the director of leaving Las Vegas
1: and and done with all these actors that are all very well known, incredibly
0: incredible cast. But like also a cast that at the time of doing this, with the exception of Selma Hayek and maybe a couple of other names, were all nothing. Yeah. so they're all big now but like in the moment they were nothing and so it's even weirder like in that way too it's like this was a almost a nothing film with no people in it that is full of big names done by a big name director done in an incredibly interesting unique way and it isn't a good movie and there's really no way to like see it and find it and film people don't talk about it and it Deserves a little bit more discussion, but it's not a good movie. It's just like one of those weird things, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it deserves a little bit more, re- like room kind of recognition. Like I've once so like once a month or like once in a while, movie houses should run it. You know what I mean? Like midnight showings. Someone should just throw it on, and people should start showing up to it and like getting into it. Because some of the dialogue in it's fucking insane. And some of the shit in it is insane. It has a lot of those fucking insane moments. I don't. I, I'm always like, what makes a cult film a cult film? You know what I mean? Like, how does it ever, how does it happen? You can't always predict that. Yeah. But this is one of those ones. I'm always like, I feel like this one deserves deserves it. I feel like this is one that should be more culty than it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. I've seen worse movies. It's, it's yeah, it's got an idea there that. Yeah, you'd think more people would... uh, Yeah, you'd think it'd get brought up more if people look up and, you know, research films. Again, it really only comes up, it seems like, if you very specifically look for the words real-time film, and then it's like, you'll see it on lists, or people are like, well, this uh, this movie, and then they'll talk about how, like, it's actually a really interesting concept. The whole thing's in real-time, but unless you're looking at that very specific thing, which... No one is, other than me, because I specifically picked it. And no, it no, yeah, you'll never see it get brought up anywhere. And
0: it was so funny, because you came up with this concept, and this was the first thing that came to my head, like, unquestionably. You're like, real-time films, and I'm like, time code! I get to talk about time code, finally!
1: <laughs> maybe one day more people will know it.
0: Well, hopefully our podcast can help yeah. people, because as much as we're saying it's not a good Film, I am going to suggest that everybody watches it and give it a chance and try to engage with it because it really does feel like something from fucking Adult Swim. And I think that that factor is worth giving it a shot. Like, it's so interesting and bizarre and weird and out there. And I feel like this viewing this time, I'm like, I could show this movie to other people and be like, you want to see something fucking weird? Watch this. And I am personally very proud to own a DVD copy of this movie. I feel like it might be one of my most bizarre films in my collection. Like a
1: collector's item now.
0: Yeah, it probably is. I don't know what it's worth, but you ain't getting your hands on it very easy, so. Is there anything else to say about this film?
1: I don't think there is. I think we've, we've pretty much covered it all.
0: Who had the most uh, real-time of real-time films this month, Chuck?
1: I mean, it, it was definitely time code. I there, there do had- <laughs> I told there's you, I'd nothing, have the most real time. <laughs> there's nothing more real time than that film. There will never be, unless unless somebody can make, uh, you know, one that's 100 minutes instead of 90 minutes. Make it, make it slightly longer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's that sequence in um, Children of Man. That's pretty fucking impressive. That's all done in one take. Yeah. That's a good... I mean, there's,
1: you know, doing... Doing one take scenes is, is one thing, but I mean, yeah. It right. is it is a feat to it's not the same. To somehow coordinate a film for a full ninety minutes, actually I think it's like ninety seven minutes, I and mean, it is like an hour and thirty seven minutes of the runtime and uh, coordinate yeah. that entire film. So, I mean it is a it is a technical achievement.
0: Do you think that you achieved your goals this month? Do you think everybody gave you a
1: film within your Theme? so we all we all had very different versions of what real time is i would
0: definitely agree with that so that's what i'm always looking i liked for. your theme choice i was looking for something interesting next month is freeform am i correct on that free
1: choice sounds right I think that's what and it is. is that's usually justin's thing was more of the more of the schedule in there yeah i believe I'm, I'm, that was what was going on next month i can look
0: yeah, I believe so. Yep, that's what it is. So free for all next month, and my movie is the first one. So be rock and cool. rule. Be excited about that Canadian animation. You know how I like to make you guys watch cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I like watching cartoons. This one's got Iggy Pop. So that's, that's, that's a you like you Iggy Pop? Yeah, I thought you might like that. It's musical, musical-ish. It's a weird movie. I think guys will dig it. So. And that's about all I'll give on that. And I think we'll leave it at that. So have a good night, everybody. And bye. We are Cinema De More. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Bodbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.